moved on to another town Tried hard to settle down This is Lifetime uh, Live with me, Crisalda Tutumashe, and that's uh, Peter Gabriel saying, don't give up. And uh, that's exactly where we're starting uh, this afternoon, saying uh, we have challenges as South Africans. Uh, In fact, it's not just challenges, it's problems. We have problems and racism is one of them. And uh, uh, we're focusing this afternoon on on the subtle racism that happens in the workplace. Uh, Perhaps you're one of those individuals where you feel um, there's an underlying racism happening within your workspace and not uh, you're not sure on how to deal with it, how to go about it. Um, You know, where you're having conversations with your colleagues and it comes very subtly as uh, sometimes I forget you are black and you all laugh. Uh, and, and should we be laughing? Uh, should we see those as opportunities to educate or be mad and, and lash out at one another? Uh, to help us unpack uh, this uh, very complex uh, issue is Sarah Gorn, who is a policy fellow at uh, the uh, Institute of Race Relations. Good afternoon and welcome. Thank you so much for coming. Through. Thanks, Griselda. Very complex issue, this. It's hugely complex because it goes to the core of, of who we are. Um, whether it's uh, whatever type of racism it, it is, yeah, um, yeah. it is it very quickly can become deeply personal, even if it's not directed at, at the individual themselves. And unfortunately, our the core of who we are is oftentimes blurred and and distorted. That mm. post apartheid, we have not defined who we are. Mm. No, you see, what, I think one of the problems that we we underestimate with apartheid is separation meant that. We we didn't know each other, yeah. And you go into the um, democratic era, and often there will have been occasions where people will have gradually got to know each other or just treated each other better and 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 with more respect. But that separation still exists. It takes a long time to break down, Mm -hmm. and as long Mm -hmm. as it exists. People will see each other in 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 terms of cliches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but how do we even begin a conversation without being sensitive and and immediately jumping into yeah. one, assuming um, the role of being a victim and yeah. another, um, you know, a, 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 a victor? Yeah. Uh, I saw a simple post by Musi Maiman right. talking about uh, the issue of uh, Mr. Velemse, mm-hmm. and the responses were shocking. Mm. And I'm saying that if we can't even have conversations. Mm. Why are we even taking this to social mm. media? Because mm. unfortunately, social media then informs the younger generation on how we should relate to one another. I think I think the uh, the pro- the problem is what has developed is an intolerance and an impatience about listening to each other, mm. and it's unfortunately it seems to have infected the 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 youth who who are the future opinion leaders because they are the people who are on social media, yeah. and. As a consequence, we rush to judgment mm. without knowing the facts, and that is probably the most dangerous thing. And I'll, I'll use the Vilimsa, Ashwin Vilimsa um, issue. Um, we may have all seen the same thing. His response, have, but we, did, we don't know what happened well, prior. Well, you see, the problem is we, we, we saw a response. Um, w- none of us know what caused it, whether it was justified, whether it was unjustified. Mm. But by... And within a couple of hours, um, the possibly all everyone could have lost their jobs. Yeah. And the problem is, is it, it's almost like um, you know the 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 old thing of of 
group of villagers determining that an elderly lady is a witch mm. and she gets killed mm. and mm. there's never any evidence it's it's just based on people's feelings or beliefs or whatever it is. and we and, and we've we've done the same with the race debate um not everyone's contribution will be equally valuable, but yeah. you don't know yeah. until you've heard it. That's it. And and that's why it's important to then gather facts before you Absolutely. come up with a conclusion. F- you, everyone can hold a different opinion, mm. but facts are facts. And facts will inform your opinion. Mm. And you have to work on facts because it's the only neutral thread between us emotions or not they, and that's what empowers um because i mean issues like race and and racism are very emotional mm. um conversations mm. in our country but is there space and an environment where we can just converse um and and communicate the outcomes you know funny enough i think very often the the strength and the power is in the hands of the people who've who've been insulted Mm -hmm. because um, they can they can largely choose how to deal with the person who's insulted them they can either shout back yeah or they can say okay that was racist it hurt me Mm. talk with me meet with me I want to explain why yeah and suddenly the 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 aggressor put it that way is in on the back foot and of course the the place where it ideally should happen is at school one of the um, unfortunate incidences that happened uh, was the Penny Sparrow issue. Mm. I did mention that in my previous job, I actually interviewed her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're having a conversation with a person and you're listening mm-hmm. um, proactively and, and um, listening. And, and I could hear a person who just doesn't understand what just happened. Mm. Her life has been turned around mm. and and. I, I believe that the environment was not enabling mm. for her to be corrected. Mm. Immediately, we believed you belong in jail, mm. and um, the only correction is that uh, we we prosecute you. Mm. But is that the way? I'd like to hear that uh, when we uh, return. Call Griselda now. Oh eight nine one one zero four two zero seven. We invite you to join us in conversation. You can WhatsApp us. Uh, WhatsApp number is oh six one four. 104107 and you can also uh, send us an, an SMS at uh, 40938 it's charged at only 150 and uh, we also on Facebook and Twitter at SAFM Radio you can hashtag us SAFM Lifetime Live all one word and right now we're having a conversation about subtle racism that uh, happens not only in, in the workplace, actually. It happens in social spaces as well. And uh, Sarah Gorn is joining me as a policy fellow at uh, Institute of Race Relations. Before we took a break, I, I made reference to the Penny Sparrow issue. And, and I was saying that, I mean, there's no denying that what mm-hmm. she said was um, influenced and informed by racism. But at what point do we create a space that says all of us, we're we victims of our past and therefore we all deserve um, the right, for mm. lack of a better expression, to, to be rehabilitated, mm. to be informed better mm. so that when we are informed, we make mm. uh, you know better choices of words mm. towards one another. You see, I, I think in her case, let's look at her case in particular because she made comments Probably pretty much forgetting that she was actually on a public forum. Exactly, she was on the, it's she was just on, tweet, it's my friend. Tweet or, or, or yeah. uh, uh, um, Facebook. And there isn't, I mean, 
there is no way she foresaw the storm that would hit her. And she was hit very, very hard. I mean, mm. she was made insolvent. She was, forced to pay, she was forced by courts to pay large fines. Um, and you could, I think you could see as it was happening that she, she obviously got to understand why it had created such a storm. Yeah, when you yeah. compare her, for example, to Vicky Momberg, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was unabashed, unapologetic racism. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's so different. And the, I think what, what the, the, the person who's been insulted actually really has the power to take it forward and say, you're ignorant, you're racist. Let, let me, me show. You let me show you. How, me let me show you how it feels and yeah. the life I lead, the background I come yeah. from. And you know, we don't we don't know each mm-hmm. other that well. Not mm-hmm. even the younger generation. We haven't we haven't got to know each other well enough yet. And you know, once again, taking this to examples that we've been exposed to, when we um, were paying tribute to the late uh, Mamuni Mandela, I had like a couple of white ladies who sent us messages saying. I didn't know. Mm. I mm. didn't know. Mm. It could have easily been me mm. raising my kids and being exposed to this mm. and, and, you know, being ridiculed, humiliated, and the list goes mm. on and on. I didn't know. So we need more spaces of conversations, do Absolutely. you believe? And I think, I think there's a tendency to sort of dismiss a little bit when, when a middle-aged white lady says she didn't know. And mm. uh, having grown up and lived through apartheid, there were, you were aware of a lot of people who genuinely didn't, didn't know. know. You, you had to, you had to really be engaged to to know the, the extent of what was. And going we're not on. taking away from the fact that there are ignorant people Absolutely. who are just ridiculous. Absolutely. As we take your calls. Call Chris Zelda now. Oh eight nine one one zero four two zero seven. All right. Uh, the question we ask um, is how how to deal. Actually, just having a conversation on how to deal with uh, subtle racism in our spaces, social spaces, or workplace. Uh, David, you joining us from Devon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hi. Welcome. Hi. Um, I just wanted to to comment on something that your Chrisalda, something that your your guest has already made. Uh, a comment that she has already made, mm-hmm. um, and and reinforce it that I, I find South African society at present, particularly among the youth, as has been said, to be rather concerning, particularly around the, the topic of of racism. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at Twitter, and I've never utilised Twitter myself, which yeah. is away my age, but uh, I'm aware that there are a set number of characters um, that were apparently extended, but. Uh, by which you utilise to, to make a comment about society or whatever you want to uh, comment on. And, mm. and that seems to have rubbed off on the youth because such complex issues seem mm. to be settled in their minds in, in just a few statements. We're so quick to rush to judgment, if you know what I mean. We, mm. we, we sum up what we see by, by a sentence uh, punctuated with maybe a comma or something, and, and we, we rush to conclusions. And yeah. it's... It, 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 was very clear to me with this um, issue with with Ashwin Willemse um, that we are in a dangerous place as a society because our ability to constructively reason together is almost irreparably damaged. Mm. Um, I, I found with, with this Ashwin Willemse case um, that identity politics, we, we seem to import all the worst stuff from America, mm. and identity politics is one of them, um, is is absolutely reprehensible and immediately um when when this thing took place everyone rushed to social media and facebook and whatever mm. and decided to to take sides not knowing the facts as has already been stated yeah. but it's like 
people were so quick to rush to their racial lagers um, and, and, and to, to fire shots and to, to defend from, from those, mm. those, those points. Mm. It was just so sad to see because no one knew what actually took place. And, and I'm, as with the rest of society, we I'm still hoping don't that know. it all comes out. Yeah. But what I see, and just from my perspective, so take away it comes, is, is there, there's a lot of immediately, uh, big, in terms of this identity politics that I, I see, immediately people judge Willemser to be an innocent victim for the sole reason that he is an offended black person. And they immediately rule uh, on the guilt of the white racist aggressors, the imperialists, the, what's the other word, to be superior, um, simply because of their lack of pigmentation and the era that they grew up in. I find this absolutely illogical and bigoted, but it is taken as, as, as the status quo and 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 I just I, I just I just feel that 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 logic has gone out the window, and and uh, this this pervasive um, political correctness has has stepped in, and and that's the standard by which society must play the game. And I, I think it's uh, the scales are tilted and 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 put and 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 weighted unfairly. We must be able to to. To, to withhold on our And that's why we have these conversations, David. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much uh, for your call. And uh, we continue taking your calls, your messages. Um, let's go to Twitter. Mr. Mann says, uh, we don't have an idea how white people would have uh, liked uh, things to be done here. They don't entertain honest engagements with blacks. Uh, they would much rather talk amongst themselves. Uh, Chrisalda, what do I do when a person says, you people? <laughs> In fact, uh, one, one of, of the th- things that you're not supposed to do is laugh. Actually, but actually, in but a way, so in a way, the minute times. you the minute you laugh, you've diminished the other that's, person's position. That's the thing. And you say, well, then the best thing to do is interrogate that person. And say, what do you mean by you people? And yeah. the person goes, uh, 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 you're because you're giving they, them an opportunity to think about what and, they and just and to said. actually explain themselves. Yo. And then suddenly the wheels start to come off. Right. And that's why sometimes um, a, a, a less I mean, as I say, a, a little bit of laughter can change, can increase the power dynamic for the uh, insulted person yeah. very, very quickly. And I just want to point out that we, we tend to, we do obsess uh, considerably about race for obvious reasons. Mm. But there are forms of, of racism that affect minorities. Mm. It's not that we need the minorities need to have that, those issues equally discussed. Mm. It's just an occasional reminder that racism has manifest forms. And so there will be people in the white, yeah. uh, uh, among the white population who've experienced a different racism in a different area mm. um, or Indian people. The, pro- the, the point is that, I mean, if, if you think about it, pre-apartheid, um, blacks and Afrikaners were lauded over by English speakers, mm. and they were the masters, literally, of of colonialism and, and empires, and they had the power. And the, uh, Afrikaners were poor, undereducated, second class citizens. This all sounds familiar, mm-hmm. and things change over time. And who's the, who becomes the, the dominant and the not dominant? The oppressed became the oppressor. Yes, Correct. Right, let's take the news with Utsilisaku. We return conversations after this. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 106.1 FM in Bombela.
SAFM Radio 104 to 107 all over the country and uh, leading the conversation. And right now we're talking about subtle racism. And joining me in studio is Sarah Gorn as we take your calls and uh, take your messages. And uh, Facebook and Twitter, we're also visible there. Uh, let's go to Temba in Malbatin. Good afternoon and welcome. Selda, good afternoon and a guest there in the studio. Good afternoon. Just two things for me, actually. I think we are disingenuous even to call this topic subtle racism. As a victim of racism in the workplace, it exists and it is alive and kicking. Therefore, then, to call it subtle, we should not even go there because it is racism. Let's not color code it. But Temba, Temba, this particular conversation is about the subtle one. I'm we, saying we're not saying that there's no such a thing. It is racism. Why? Why? Why do you call it subtle? It's racism. It's racism. If if someone is arrested of drunk and driving tomorrow, he's in charge for drunk and driving. It's nothing else. So why do you have to to show a code and color code it? That's where we start now. We are apologists. Your caller too, who called earlier, he must go and read the book by Steve Biko. I write what I like. He maybe can never understand you, or he can get other people to come and teach him. These things are often kicking, and we blacks, most of us, we are apologists. Most of us go to work. We are depressed because of this day, and we color code it. I am sorry. I'm sorry. It is racism. Color code it. I'm sorry. We are not helping the discussion at all. Thank you. Thank you very much. Your point taken, and the reason we're saying subtle racism, these particular people another way that it's happening and not taking and i have to reiterate this that we're not taking away from the fact that racism is racism mm-hmm. we are making that individual who uses these expressions not being aware mm-hmm. that this is part of racism because it's when we unpack what we mean by racism that people become mm-hmm. better informed in fact um your caller has a point in this sense and that is that subtle racism is a little, it's probably a little more difficult to deal with than yeah. overt racism because it takes a while to become apparent w- th- that it's happening mm. and you then start to wonder, well, was, this, was, this? It, was it racist? Was, mm. and, and that's where it's not perfect, but that's where most medium and large companies have uh, grievance procedures and people have to use these procedures because in the absence Mm. of the procedures there's no way of taking the matter forward but this is what happens when we're not aware on what to do we don't have a policy Ibrahim Siepe says I took a note of um, that subtle racism at one point and I was called out as such the next day I got a letter from HR and I must uh, come to that I must come to DC uh, because I insulted a colleague calling her a racist well, you see, the, 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 his, his, uh, um, um, what he has is, a, is, is if he cannot um, get re- appropriate relief and he's been unfairly treated in the workplace in terms of the procedures and the way they've been implemented, that's where bodies like the CCMA, the Labour Court, and those processes, they are, they are very much there because, we, you know, we... we, we Often don't do things right, mm. and we often we're going to get them wrong, and that's when that's when the state steps in. But this is why I'm hoping, and and I'm I'm hoping that as we have this conversation in this environment, mm. that we come down mm. and and listen, pay attention to the words, mm. um, because when we're not listening to one another, we talk past each other, we miss the opportunity mm. to rehabilitate mm. one another. Um, let, let's go to Mahotso in Bethal in Pomalanga. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Priscilla. Mahot, I have to just say thank you so much uh, for your patience. Good afternoon and welcome. Well, thank you. Uh, 
I held on because this topic has touched me for quite many years mm. in my life. I'm a female and I work in an engineering field. Yo. And I have experienced racism to the mm. core. And But I have respectfully treated to those that have treated me that way. And I stayed in this field and ultimately, I believe over the years, have won respect mm. from the men in my field. But I just want to say that it exists, it's a painful thing, and it's not an easy thing to deal with. And on every level that I have experienced it, I called out to the people and fairly discussed it with them and uh-huh. just let them know how I felt when I was being treated that way. And, you know, and consistently have been good to them. Mm. But yeah, did that I, change well, in any way or the more you highlight it, the more you uh, fuel the, the, the situation? Well, the more I highlighted it, I think I highlighted it by being friendly towards them. Mm. Hatred, I dealt with with friendliness. I said good morning. I remember when I started working in 2000, I would say good morning and the men wouldn't even respond to me. You know, but I consistently said good morning and I wanted to be recognized. Just Mm. as simple as that. To a point where today I can say I have male Africana friends. Mm. I can go to their houses and I can have dinner with them. And we relate to each other on a point of this is my also and I am who I am. And in a difficult field as engineering, I feel I've won the respect of my male counterpart. And how does that feel, Makoto, knowing that you took away the ability or even uh, just this notion of immediately assuming being a victim, but took your power? And, and used your power as a negotiating tool. And, and now, I mean, I'm sure uh, they even offer to sit you at the head of the table. Yeah, but you see, I realized my loss. I chose engineering because it was a passion. Mm. And I believed inside me that I was well able and intelligent uh-huh. enough. And I didn't understand why my being a woman and the color of my skin was supposed to be a double barrier. And I looked at it, I said I could cry, I could fight, I could be disrespectful. I understood all the laws that were protecting me of employment equity Mm. and all that. But I realized that I could have meetings and disciplinary committees and everything. Mm. Ultimately, it was me and these people in the field, in a dangerous place, and I was going to have to fight the war myself. And, and I and, think this is not- what you raised earlier. We're almost tearing with Sarah because, you know, you're connecting to the core of what uh, we need to be doing. And without nullifying people's pain, you know, take the power back. You know what you know. Thank you so much, Makoto. Yeah, you know, thank, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Let's take uh, Reverend um, uh, Robari uh, in Cape Town and then you can respond to both. Good afternoon, sir. Hello, Mr. Chris. Okay. Um. It's my first time to talk on radio. Welcome. It, it helps to breathe, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you just breathe. And I, and always, <laughs> I always make it a point that uh, I listen to your program ah, all the time. Thank you. Appreciate it. And this uh, particular topic is um, a very sensitive one. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, my, uh, yeah, my opinion. I would like to share with other people. Sure. Go ahead. Number one. The more we concentrate South Africa on a matter, the more it expands. Mm. Mm. That comes from the law of attraction. The more we concentrate and 
talk and talk and concentrate on this particular challenge, the more it expands. Number two, this is the way I look at it again. When it comes to racism, subtle racism, by the way, my background also, I come from the corporate world. I'm now retired, but I work for huge corporates in South Africa and outside South Africa. So another time I was working in an environment where I had brothers from the English-speaking community and from the Afrikaans uh, community, you know, Mm. all those things. But what I simply wanted to uh, emphasize is this, that when we look at our behavior, whether one is white, whether one is black, whatever color, Everything starts with the way a person thinks. Mm. Now we've got to take responsibility for the way we think. Mm. Because the way we think determines what we say. And what we say is also, uh, what we do is also determined by the way we think. So the subtle point in everything which we do, this idea of saying... uh, I'll give you an example. I heard somebody talking the, about somebody saying, what do you say to somebody saying to you people? Mm. I, I, I used to stay in a tunnel, and there was a person different in color from me. And the person said to me, you people. But this is the person who knows me. Eh? Mm. And my question was simply to say, don't you know my name? And you don't talk to me like that. Next to her, was a, a gardener who was calling a madam, and I called her by a name. It took about three, four, five months before we she could talk to me, but she learned. And but we she are learned. Friends. Thank you. Thank I you very much, Reverend. I would that it is important to stand up, that people must stand up and not waste time on educating somebody. Lastly, if you don't mind me saying, uh, uh, give me a little bit of time. A uh, little bit, second. Reverend. Time is not on our side. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. We're still waiting for the little bit. Ish and fingers did their thing. We apologize for that. As as we conclude the conversation, Sarah, and I, I think, you know, we somehow are creating that enabling environment, and I hope these conversations mm-hmm. in the workplace will continue. Yeah. Look, you have to you have to have conversations. You have to sometimes resort to procedure. Um, it can't always be avoided. Um, the I just want to make one point about the engineer. She made a very she made an inf- interesting point, and that is we we do ex- accept environments have cultures, mm-hmm. and um, very often people will talk about a white culture in a in a work environment, and yeah. and it's a very real thing. Um, you can't always change a culture overnight and by enforcement. You mm. have to work on people, and, and, and that's what she did. So it, it's, it's probably easier now because people are, are aware of it and sensitive to it. And, and we also acknowledge that it's not the responsibility of those who are wronged always um, who should be extending an olive branch. Uh, the, the other thing, just the last thing, is what she, I think, also discovered the power of is, you know, if people are wrong mm. um, and if they called out publicly – they react in anger That's and it. become defensive. But yeah. if they called out privately, a whole range of possibilities happen. Sure. Thank you.
pleasure. Thank you, thank you so much. Uh, Where do we find um, your institute and how does it help with these conversations? We we, um, are, from a SABC point of view, literally around the corner. We're in Richmond, in Claremont Road, and we write extensively on issues of policy, social policy, economic Mm -hmm. policy, and we take a classically liberal approach. So we're very centered on the individual um, free market, private property. That's that's our that's our our game. Thank you, thank you very much uh, for joining us. And uh, that is Saragon. Uh, that's where we conclude the conversation. I see your lines, um, but unfortunately, that's where we end uh, this particular conversation. Hopefully, uh, that we continue conversing. We have a Twitter line, we have a WhatsApp line. Uh, we're both on our Facebook. Uh, and and Twitter and uh, we are going to have our wow moment. I was hoping that perhaps we move straight to it um, because I don't think we're doing that great uh, with time. Uh, But just the last uh, SMS that we received uh, saying playing the victim is fast becoming a national sport. Goodness. (laughs) Feels so good. Let me see.